0: Have a timeout left. That's not going to happen. Remember, yesterday we spoke to Kobe Bryant, and I asked him, I said, Kobe, you're a dreamer. And he said, Yes, and I'm going to dream that I'm going to be holding that trophy tomorrow night. And it looks like he's going to get his wish. In two and a half seconds, he pumps it up. What class? The Los Angeles Lakers have made it three straight NBA championships. Three-point game. Dallas out of timeouts. If you're Miami, do you foul? Don't let them shoot a three. right. This is smart now. Are you going to foul? Terry puts it up. Won't go. Rebound way. The Miami Heat, they've done it. They win their first championship in franchise history.
1: Welcome back to the Home Court Static podcast. I'm your host Cameron Cunningham. Today the boys aren't going to be joining me. I'm going to be doing this one solo because uh, we had some schedule conflicts. You know, uh, we both, we all kind of do this as a hobby, and we all have other stuff going on. So sometimes it doesn't work out. But today we're going to be talking about the motley crew that is the Los Angeles Lakers conference finals recap, and a brief finals preview. So let's go ahead and start by addressing LeBron James is heading to his ninth finals in 10 years. That is a pretty amazing accomplishment. He is also two finals appearances away from the record held by Bill Russell. In game five, he had 38 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, which is pretty amazing. But I think that what was even more key in that game was the timely three point daggers from Anthony Davis. It seemed like every single time that the Nuggets were making a run, Anthony Davis would get, he'd somehow find himself behind the arc and put up a shot and just hit bottom of the net. Every single time, just completely killing off the Nuggets run. Also, Dwight Howard's ability to slow down Jokic and kind of get in his head by being physical was amazing. Dwight Howard was so key to winning that series. Uh, in the fourth quarter, I forget exactly what the time was, but there's probably like four or five minutes left. LeBron James just... I don't know if he smelt blood or what it was. Dude, he just went off for nine straight points, which pretty much iced the win for the Lakers. It was vintage LeBron. Also, uh, I'm recording this uh, the 27th, right after the Heat have closed out the Eastern Conference Finals against the Boston Celtics, 125-113, with the all-around effort from the team. Jimmy Butler had 22, 8 assists. Bam Adebayo absolutely went off for 32, 5, and 14 rebounds. Duncan Robinson did his thing, finally found his stroke in the game, hitting for 15 points, 6 rebounds, and 1 assist. Goran Dragic 13, 7, 3. Tyler Hero, 19, 7, 5 off the bench. And finals MVP, Andre Iguodala, making his 6 straight finals finally showed up in the series with 15 points. I'm pretty sure he didn't miss a shot. And he kind of is the one that like really like kept the heat in the game because in the middle of the game, in quarters two and three, the heat were kind of letting off the gas a little bit. And Andre Iguodala was hitting clutch three after clutch three. It was absolutely amazing to watch. And it's pretty amazing that, The Heat are making this run because they've been underdogs in every single round of these playoffs. And they're actually, they're not the lowest seed to ever make the finals, but they're actually the first fifth seed to make the finals. Uh, Obviously, the Knicks did it in 99, and I'm forgetting who the other person was, but there was a sixth seed that also made it. Um, I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup because it's LeBron's old team versus LeBron and uh, these are both amazing ball clubs to watch they're so exciting the Heat are just a grindhouse smash mouth basketball team and so are the Lakers so I think it's going to be a really physical series and a very interesting series and I don't think necessarily that there's going to be like crazy crazy amount of threes being taken but you know there obviously will be but I think this is going to be a lot of dunks a lot of like Tough finishes, a lot of host moves. It's going to be an amazing kind of throwback series to watch. Coming up after the break, I'm going to talk about the motley crew that is the Los Angeles Lakers and some of the players that are on their team and how they've been able to kind of revive their careers. A number of Laker fans that have been here throughout the arena, ready to
0: celebrate a championship. There's the final seconds. As the buzzer sounds, it's official. The Lakers are NBA champions once again. L.A. wins the 2009 NBA title.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the Home Court Static Podcast. All right, let's get into this roster because this veteran roster that the Lakers have is like nostalgic city for me. They've got Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, Danny Green, J.R. Smith, JaVale McGee, and LeBron James. Pretty much that's like all the nostalgic people that I'm going to list. And people forget that a lot of these players were like blacklisted by the league and like have kind of like fell into bad standing with the NBA, and this is kind of like their NBA comeback. So first off, we're going to start with Dwight Howard. People forget that Dwight Howard used to be like a 20-point, 13-rebound guy Like every night. You, you could guarantee that he was going to go off for 20 points and around 13 or 12 rebounds every time. And, you know, people forget that he made the finals with the Magic in 2009. He's a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, eight-time All-Star, five-time NBA First Team. And, you know he his contract is ending so they decided to uh the magic decided to trade him to the lakers and so he ended up on the lakers in 2013 and a lot of people forget that steve nash and kobe bryant were also on those lakers this is when steve nash decided that he didn't want to be in phoenix anymore and this was kind of at the twilight of his career and i think that people people like to say that dwight howard is like a bad ego and like you know he doesn't know how to win and you know, he just caused all these problems for all these teams, which, you know, some of that's fair, but some of it isn't fair. For instance, in 2013, when he was with the Lakers, I think that, well, also with the Rockets, I think a lot of the times it's just more so that these organizations didn't give Dwight proper time to, like, settle in and, you know, gel with players around him. Because in 2013, people forget that that was the year that Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles. That was the year he tore his Achilles, hit the two free throws, and walked off the court. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I cannot believe that we lost you. Still still can't believe it. Um, so they're going up against the Spurs without Steve Nash and without Kobe Bryant, and it was Dwight Howard. So I don't think, right off the bat, I don't think that's fair to hold that against Dwight Howard. Also, people forget that in 2015, when he was with the Rockets, him and James Harden made the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors without two of their key guys, which was uh, Patrick Beverly and Monty Montiunas. I could be butchering his first name. I'm not sure. Um, and so, like, I don't really think that that's necessarily uh, – I don't think you can hold that against him either because, like, he made it there and, like, they were shorthanded and i think i really think just like i said in a previous podcast that if they would have kept that team together and maybe added a couple more pieces that they probably could have done something but for whatever reason dwight howard decided that he didn't want to do that and that he went to and then he decided to go to atlanta and then atlanta it didn't work out in atlanta so he got traded to the hornets and then i think he was on the nets for a little bit but that didn't work out and essentially he kind of like fell out of the nba for a while a lot of people forget that he wasn't even on a roster to begin training camp. And he got a non-guaranteed deal uh, stating that he wasn't going to get a guaranteed deal unless he was on the team until a specific date. And it turns out he did uh, he did play until that date, and he did get a guaranteed deal. And I, I am so proud of Dwight Howard. He's completely embraced this role with the Lakers. And he's let all that ego stuff aside, and he's really, like, helped out this ball club. And I think without Dwight Howard, the Nuggets series is a lot different and a lot more challenging for the Lakers. The next guy that I want to talk about is Rajon Rondo. Now, personally, I I used to be a huge Rondo fan, but uh, as a Mavericks fan, I personally uh, am not the biggest fan of Rondo, but I'm going to keep my bias out of it. Rajon Rondo is an NBA champ. He's a four-time NBA All-Star. He's been on all defensive teams. He's led the league in assists before. I think he's led the league in uh, steals as well. And he also used to be like a walking double-double. He used to average like, you know, 12 points a game, like 10 assists, like guaranteed. Uh, And like two steals as well. For his career, I think he averages, for his career right now, even with his down years, he still averages 10, uh, 1.7 steals, and 8.3 assists, which is pretty freaking good. Um, but in 2015, he decides that he wants to walk out on the Mavericks, and I think it kind of tarnished his name a little bit. But he did make kind of a comeback with the Bulls. When he was on the Bulls, people forget that in 2017, they were up 2-0 on the Cs in the playoffs. And then Rondo broke his hand, and then they ended up losing the series. And then after that, he was also on that Pelicans team that was doing really good with Anthony Davis and uh, DeMarcus Cousins, as I had mentioned in a previous, previous podcast. And I think that if Boogie Cousins doesn't get injured, that team had a serious shot to upset the Warriors. But since then, he's kind of like become like a so-so player. He's not really the guy that he used to be. Until now, I'm actually really proud of Rondo and how he's been able to play in these playoffs. And I really, really sincerely hope that he can keep it up. But I know that uh, sometimes he lets the emotions get the best of him. But he's another guy who's like an NBA journeyman who's been on like six or seven teams. I think he's been on six and Dwight Howard's been on seven. And he's kind of making a comeback with this Lakers squad. The Lakers also have Danny Green, who was drafted by the Cavs and actually played his first season. I think a couple games with LeBron, and then they waived him, and he played in the G League, and then he was picked up by the Spurs with uh, the same year that Kawhi Leonard was brought in. And he's you know he's played LeBron in the finals, so it's funny how all of these are kind of all of these guys are kind of connected in like weird ways. And Danny Green's a two-time champ with the Spurs and the Raptors as well. And he's been dumped twice, so he's got like a chip on his shoulder because San Antonio uh, sent him with the trade to Toronto, and then Kawhi Leonard was like, I'm not staying in Toronto and left. JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee is another guy that's kind of bounced around the league a little bit, and people forget that he was also kind of, he was like a double-double guy too. He'd give you like eight, eight every, every game, and then he got injured. He broke his leg. He had a stress fracture in his leg. And he kind of, like, fell off for a bit. And I think he tried to make a comeback with the Sixers. And then in 2015, I remember vouching hard, for like, talking on Twitter and everything, saying, like, we need to sign Javel McGee. JaVale McGee is way better than advertised. JaVale McGee is a solid player, and he's severely underrated. And that's proven because... When he made his comeback in Dallas, the Warriors saw something in him, and they brought him in, and now he's a two-time champ as well. The Lakers also have NBA champion (laughs) J.R. Smith, six-man-of-the-year in 2013, who's also kind of a journeyman, Uh, and he got blacklisted by the Cavs, and he actually didn't play a single game in the, the, like, I'm going to say regular, regular season because he was brought on for the bubble when Avery Bradley decided that he didn't want to play. Now, all these guys, except for Danny Green, have kind of, like, been blacklisted by the league in certain ways and are kind of making their comeback on this Lakers squad, which is another inspiring thing about what they're doing and what they're able to accomplish so far, what they've been able to accomplish so far. And what better guy to assist these guys in their comeback than LeBron James? making his ninth finals in 10 years and getting two finals appearances shy of the record set by bill russell this is simply amazing uh i think i'm probably gonna do another podcast i mean i did my last podcast on lebron's greatness but you know get ready because if he wins the finals i'm gonna have to do like a series on how great lebron james is and Remember, I'm not like I was not a LeBron James fan at first, but after seeing 2016, it really changed my mind about a lot of things. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about finals predictions briefly. Pierce,
0: Pierce back out. Dribbles, puts up the 3. Goes. Rebound to Saul. Picks it out to Odom. Odom throws it ahead. The Lakers repeat back-to-back titles.
1: The table is set. It's Lakers Heat. LeBron versus his old team, Eric Spolstra versus the ex-girlfriend that dumped him for the Cavs. This has been a tough year in the NBA. Uh, The Lakers are playing for so much. They're playing for social justice. They're playing for the memory of Kobe Bryant, who passed away a day after LeBron passed him for the all-time scoring. The Lakers are also playing to tie the record for most championships by an organization. Right now, the Boston Celtics have seventeen and the Lakers have sixteen. And they can tie that if they win. And Jimmy Butler has a chip on his shoulder. He was in Minnesota and they didn't appreciate him there, even though he made he got them to the playoffs. He's in Philadelphia. And Kawhi absolutely breaks his heart with a dinker at the end of Game 7. And now he's here at the biggest stage of all, the NBA Finals, with great, great, great supporting cast. And arguably, you could even say, let's just say that Bam's the guy. Bam is the guy on this Heat team. He is so good. He has an ability to just turn it on at any moment and you've got other guys like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero all these young guys who are stepping up and hitting shots when it matters Tyler Hero dropped 37 points for this heat squad as a rookie that's insane on top of that you've got experience you, you gotta remember Udonis Haslam although he's not on the team he's one. although he's not playing I should say he's on the team Although he doesn't get minutes. He's a three-time champion with the Heat. And he's got so much knowledge on what exactly needs to be done in the coming days. And Andre Iguodala, 2015 Finals MVP, making his sixth Finals appearance. This is going to be a classic NBA Finals. This is going to be such a good finals to watch and I think that a lot of people are sleeping on how good the Heat team is. We know the Lakers are good but do not count out this Heat team. This Heat team is solid and people need to remember that these two teams have the exact same record on their road to the finals and the Heat have made upsets in every single round that they've played. They've taken out the best regular season team and the MVP in Giannis Atatokounmpo. They beat a crazy Celtics team that a lot of people thought were gonna absolutely destroy the Heat. And they fight. This team is built for this. They're built to win and they're ready to win. I think the Lakers still win the series Maybe in six, but it's very important not to count out this Miami Heat team because they are fully capable of winning this series as well. I would love to see it go seven games. I think it goes six games the Lakers' way because I think LeBron is going to smell blood and he's going to find some kind of crazy way to pull this off and get his fourth ring. But Jimmy Butler is also very determined. Bam Adebayo is also determined. Tyler Hero is also determined. Andre Iguodala is also determined. They have a squad, and they are ready for the moment. And I feel like more pressure is on the Lakers because of their stars and how they're doing it. Another interesting point is, this is like the most nostalgic team I think I've seen in the finals. I'm 23, so I grew up watching dwight howard be superman be dominant i grew up trying to emulate rajon rondo passes in his days with the celtics and obviously we've seen the greatness of lebron james i remember jr's days with carmelo and the nuggets this team is stacked they've got seven guys who have been there before. And it's going to be extremely hard for the Heat to do it. I'm not saying they can't do it, but I do think the Lakers win in six. And it's crazy because, I, you know, growing up, I feel like it was always either the Lakers in the finals with Shaq and Kobe first, then Dwayne Wade upsets my Mavericks after going up 2-0 in 2006 and then kobe bryant pal gasol derrick fisher and drew bynum run our test have their little run and then lebron james with the heat so i feel like growing up all i was ever watching in the finals was the lakers in the heat so it's like of course it's gonna be this way this is just a super uh nostalgic and happy uh finals for me because i, I really love this matchup because it's the first finals in a while that I've just been like... I Either team could win, and I'll be happy. I'll be happy if either team wins. LeBron gets his fourth ring, or this underdog Miami Heat squad wins their ring. And I think that's just amazing. Like, this is an amazing matchup, and it should not be taken for granted that we've been presented this matchup. And if LeBron James wins... I think he's the GOAT, man. But we'll have another podcast about that. But I think if LeBron wins, he's the GOAT. And if the Heat win, I think they're in it for a while. They're going to be a force even if they don't win this year, I think that they're going to be a team that's presence is felt in the postseason for years to come. And I'm going to leave it there uh thank you so much for listening guys i hope that i'm able to get a podcast out before game one of the finals which i believe is wednesday uh it's going to depend on if jackson and grant and I's schedules uh work out to where we all have free time to record a podcast but if not we'll be back next week with episode four uh, once again, thank you so much for listening and tune in to the next episode. Peace.
0: Bit, as the shot clock is turned off, the Miami Heat are once again NBA champions. LeBron James captures that elusive title he so desperately coveted. And this for Miami, the largest lead of the night. Ballier tips it out to Chalmers, Wade throws it up to James, the Spurs will not foul, final seconds, what a finish, it's back to back titles for the Heat, the 2013 NBA championship resides once again in Miami.